Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Last Eagle Heart Podcast. DJ, spin it. What is up, everybody? How is your Friday going? Friday morning, Friday evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast, how is it going? Man, this is actually the first time that I'm officially being able to make this podcast on the day that I'm going to post it. Usually, I make it like a day or two prior just because I don't know how busy I'm going to be. But since currently I am jobless because I just moved and I'm looking for one, uh, I get to make it on the day. And, you know, I get to make more, more podcasts. So guess what? On the day, today, Friday, making the first podcast on the official day, man. I can't believe I'm actually doing it. But no, anything new going on? Yes, I just moved everything into the new place that I am living now. Uh, And also, I haven't had anybody in my vehicle for the past six months. It's usually just me. So I don't really think about the people that are going to be in my car. It's nothing that there's anything bad in my car or my car is disgusting. No, I keep my car nice. And I can't stand people that don't keep the inside of their car nice. It is so annoying to me. Like, I keep my baby clean on the outside, keep keep it clean on the inside, just because I'm OCD like that. Or, I think it should be pretty normal that you keep your things nice. Uh, there are some a few of my friends that don't really keep their cars that clean, and I have to step over old McDonald cups and old things. I don't know if it's just a college mindset or if it's just because they're lazy pieces of crap and they just can't simply just, oh, hey, I'm going to take this bag of McDonald's that uh, has been sitting here for the past, you know, probably month and just toss it in the trash. I don't know. I don't know why they can't just think of that. Uh, Some people, some of my friends' cars on the outside, you can tell they haven't washed it in months and you're like, oh, (laughs) Like, they have, like, a new paint job. It's, like, black and dirty. You're like, oh, wow, I thought your car was blue. Well, I can't tell because your car looks completely disgusting on the outside. You should probably wash it. But no, I keep the inside and the outside of my vehicle clean most of all times. Especially after road trips because it annoys me when I see bugs that are just dead on the front of my grill. I I cannot wait to get to a car wash. And then also to get all the stuff that I had in my car when I was moving, I couldn't wait to get that out of my car so I can vacuum the inside of my car. It's just, I'm an OCD kind of guy and I just like my stuff nice. But no, I'm not used to people getting into my car, especially for the past like five, six months when it's just only been me. Well, I have this leather bag that hangs on the rearview mirror and um, it contains my dad's ashes. I just keep it with me wherever I go and I hang it over the rearview mirror just, you know, to look at it. It's just my little thing, okay? Don't judge me. It's just my little thing. I know some people get weirded out, like, really, Dawson? You're going to have that hanging? Oh, come on. That's just weird. Well, don't judge me. That's what I want to do. So, mind your business. But no, it is kind of funny. I kind of use that as a prank now, or I think of it as my little prank to myself, uh, that uh, when people first get into my car, I never noticed it, but they, the passenger seat, they'll like immediately be attracted to that nice leather bag that has the state of Texas on it, and they'll go ahead and they'll just grab it, and when they grab it, they're like, oh, is there a change in here? <laughs> and then I have to break the news to them and be like, no, uh, 
that is my dad's ashes. And then they, oh, I love people's reactions. Some of them are just like, oh, okay. And then a lot of them is just like, oh, ew, gross. I could, ew, that is disgusting. I don't want to, what, really? Let me get out of your car now. That is, oh, no, oh, that is awful. <laughs> but no, I use it as a little prank because I love when new people get in the passenger seat and they start touching on stuff. Because that's one of my pet peeves too. Is like when you get into a new person's car, stop fiddling with their stuff. Like the radio or like the inner console or whatever and start trying to check out all the details of the car. It's not your things. Leave it alone. So that, my dad's ashes hanging from the rearview mirror is a little little sign there for them to be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just you know start touching and fidgeting with things in people's cars when I shouldn't be doing it. But no, it's pretty funny, and I love doing it to people, uh, especially because I don't know if I got the upper half or the lower half of my dad, because I did have to split my ashes. I had to split it with uh, another fa- uh, another member of the family, and so they got half, I got the other half. The rest of my family didn't want that, uh, want those ashes. I guess they think it's uh, going to be, I don't know, they just are weird about that, <laughs> so they didn't want any so I got half the other person got the other half and I and I to this day am kind of like I kind of think in the back of my head I'm like what if I got the lower half of my dad you know the lower half that disappointed his last three wives his previous three just you know the lower half that was a joke I'm kidding (laughs) but no what if I did get the lower half because that makes that situation even funnier like if they got in my car and they started touching on the bag, and they were like, what are you, what is this, is this change, no, that's my dad, you jerk, stop touching on him, especially because that's the lower half, you're sexually assaulting my dad, and I'm going to put it on Twitter, I'm going to put their name in it too, so-and-so sexually assaulting my dad's ashes today, oh man, wouldn't that blow up, oh, I cannot believe it, he did what, he touched your dad's ashes inappropriately, I know. I can't believe it, but I mean, <laughs> that's two strikes on a guy right there. He's not only dead, but you sexually assaulted my dad's ashes, you necrophiliac. And for the kids my age that don't know what a necrophiliac is, is that means they is someone who has a sexual attraction to dead bodies. Write that down. You're going to put that in your notes. See, on this podcast, uh you're going to learn something new and you're going to have to probably put in your notes and it's going to be great for you to share with your friends and family members. Hey, look what I learned on the last Eagle Heart podcast. Today I learned what a necrophiliac is. It's pretty great. One, and people will probably be weirded out like, you should probably stop listening. No, it is interesting. But no, I can't believe that that's actually a real thing. But yes, people dig up bodies and uh, they get sexually aroused to them for I don't know what reason. Do they like decomposing bodies? Do they do the same thing to animals? I don't know. I didn't do deep research. I just, you know, scraped the surface because I felt like if I went deeper, it would have got creepier and I would have tapped out immediately. I would like, I don't want to get into this anymore. But no, write that down. That's the first definition of the podcast. Necrophiliac. Someone who is sexually aroused to dead corpses. Boom. Got it going. <laughs> but no, that, uh, uh, I am all moved in. The U-Haul made it. I, I cannot believe my car actually pulled the U-Haul. Uh, it wasn't that big. It was like 900 pounds without anything in it. 
and then when I put all my stuff in it, it may have went up to 1200 maybe, but I was still impressed. I've never pulled a trailer before, and I made it. Uh, so, you know, anybody can do it, especially with the car that I have. I mean, it's all-wheel drive, so I mean, of course it was able to pull that, but you know, my paranoia in the back of my head, I was like, what if? What if it doesn't pull, be able to pull this thing? But no, I made it. Uh, all, my, all my stuff is all situated. It's great. I have the air mattress blown up in the living room because that's where I sleep now. Living room. Crashing in the living room. <laughs> it's a little joke now. People drop stuff in the living room. I'm like, stop dropping stuff in my room. Jesus. Be more respectful of where I sleep. No, I also got like the air mattress. I, that's another thing too. I couldn't sleep on the couch. I had to get an air mattress, but not any air mattress. I had to find the perfect air mattress. And I feel like when I, I did find the great, greatest air mattress, it has an internal pump. So you just have to click a button and it automatically blows up. It's amazing. Amazing technology. But I kind of think of it like, why would you spend all that money on a sleep number bed when you could just get an air mattress and you can kind of deflate it and inflate it to the perfect, like, like the it inflates to the perfect Tempur-Pedic, your perfect number, bet sleep number setting, you know, for the Tempur-Pedics. But instead of spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this mattress, just get an inflatable mattress and it does the same thing. I just like, like fill it all the way up and I let it out gently just to the perfect point. I'm like, oh yes, it's just got enough wiggle room in there. For me to officially be able to sleep nice and sound that night. Uh, but it is a little pain in the mornings though. Because I do have to get it out of the way. Because it is in the living room. So I do have to completely deflate it. And fold it up behind the couch. But you know. It's all great. And as for my closet. My closet is. Um, you know where the hot water heater is. Uh, in some uh, apartments or housing. Uh, where you where it's like open like a closet but there's like a hot water heater there and there's some racks above it where you can put some cleaning supplies well my clothes are just folded above on top of those racks so that's pretty nice um let's see what what else what what can i do for what can i say for what else is going in my crib what's going on in my crib um uh tv i brought my tv in but uh it's on top of um two white big tubs uh, tubs that I had in my previous uh, living situation, and under that, you open it, and I'm going to put my snacks in there, I'm going to put my electron, I mean, I have the whole thing planned out, it's going to be amazing, it, it's a great situation, and plus also for half the rent, so I mean, I cannot complain at all, um, now it is a little bit more difficult to do podcasts, sometimes I may have to do them out in my car, because you know, there'll be people over, but right now, I'm here by myself, so I get to do it inside the apartment. So it's great. But sometimes I may have to do it out in the car. And I don't know what kind of quality that's going to be. But we'll figure that out whenever, whenever that situation comes along. But no. Uh, I, uh, I also had this thought in my head while I was driving back. Why can't? Because I always have the greatest thoughts while I'm on long traveling trips. I don't know about you. But I love driving just because I can simply just get on the road and just think of just different things. It just it ha, it's at my perfect moment 
where I have nothing to worry about. I'm just driving on the road and I have the most clearest thoughts in the world. And one of my clearer, clearer, awesome driving thoughts was what, why, why can't we put out, why can't we put people out of their misery like we do animals? I don't know if that's a great thought or not, but I mean, I mean, I think it is because I think it's interesting. Like, why can't we? Because I saw a guy at a drive, well, I was going through a fast food drive through and this guy, homeless guy, of course, stopped me uh, before, right before I got to the paying window and he started picking up pennies and nickels and dimes off of the ground. Like, he literally scraped, like, there was a dime that was stuck in gum, which was pretty gross, but he didn't care. So he, like, took the dime and made sure to, he took his nickel and scraped the dime off and then, you know, had the, then put the dime in his hand. And then the nick, uh, the gum, the gum, he just shoved it in his mouth and he started chewing on it. I'm just kidding. He didn't do that with the gum. That would have been completely sick. If he actually did that with his gum, I would have gotten out of the drive-thru and be like, you know what? I'm not eating right now. He just ate probably like a two-month, maybe even a year, uh, <laughs> year piece of gum that was just on the ground. It was already black. That would just be disgusting. But no, he was sitting there picking up change out of the ground. He's at the lowest point of his life. I don't know. Wouldn't it be that bad if, like, if someone, like, if I just put my car in into gear and, you know, just, you know, got him out of his misery? I would want that. If I was at the lowest of the low, like that guy, and I was out of my marbles, all I did was drugs all the time. I don't know. He could have been doing drugs. I mean, most of them do drugs, okay? So if I was just doing drugs all the time, scraping money off the ground, stopping people, and people were just staring at me as I was, I would hope to God that people, someone in their car would be like, you know what? I'm going to help this. I'm going to help this kid out. I'm just going to just boom, flatten them with my car because it just needs to happen. Because like the same thing for animals. Like you see an animal dying on the ground. You don't immediately, like you don't take it to the hospital. No, you have some, uh, either a cop or you have a, uh, an, uh, a game and fish guy come over and put it out of its misery. Why can't we do that with like, people like the homeless population that would be like the easiest situation and then we can get rid of half the homeless population at least and we wouldn't have them so combust in cities and it would just go all the way down because i mean if you started you know if you were like ah this homeless guy's not really making it anymore how about we you know just take it i mean come on it's an idea that i had on the road how about we just give it a chance just come on it's not. I've heard of way worse ideas. Have you ever heard of Adolf Hitler? Yeah, he had pretty bad ideas. I don't think my idea is compared to that. It, it's it's way better. Or we can just take the homeless population and just put it in a state that we don't really care about, like Nebraska. I've never been in Nebraska. I've seen images. Doesn't really look that interesting. But we can just shove them all in there, and just close off the borders and let them have their own little city. Instead of trashing great cities that I would want to travel to, but now I don't really want to because they just completely made like tent cities outside of mansions. And I'm just like, oh, ugh. No wonder so many people in California want to move out of there 
and move to like Texas because I mean here's the thing though as soon as they move to Austin the homeless population is probably just going to get worse I mean I think so I mean maybe not but I mean I I assumely think so I mean more people that they're in you know I don't know what that stat is but for how many people move in what homeless people whatever doesn't matter I just want to put all the homeless people in a worthless state and we'll just call it that that would be a lot easier and then maybe later on if it gets too big then we can you know start testing bombs or more missiles or whatever that we have in our military and just start testing them on that state and be like oh wow that did really good and then we'll put more homeless people in there and just keep on going it's just a circle of life who knows it's just an idea that i had in my head it could be completely terrible but you know what i think with a little bit of more work and a little bit of kinking around you know a little tweaking here a little tweaking there it it could be a solid solid idea but that was just one of many ideas that had while on the road also while i was on the road i have perfected peeing in a bottle i have i don't know if that's a great accomplishment but i thought i find it a great accomplishment just being able to pee in a bottle and just not stop at all because i'm one of those people that travel and i don't like stopping a lot i i can stop once well, it depends on how many times I have to get gas. Typically, I stop once from like the places that I travel. I stop once to get gas, maybe twice. But the only time I want to stop is if I have to get gas. So if I only have to stop once to get gas, I only want to stop once to like eat, blah, 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 whatever. Just I just want to get to my destination. I don't want to spend all this time lollygagging and traveling because i know some people that take probably like you know a one day trip like or no they'll turn like an eight hour trip into a day and a half by simply just going oh let's stop like five times let's stop over here and take pictures by this canyon and then let's go over here and sleep at this hotel i heard it was a nice hotel and you turn a eight hour trip into a day or two no, I just want to get to my destination. Thank you very much. And then we'll go from there. But that's when peeing in a bottle comes into play because it never fails. The first time that I have to get gas and eat, I don't have to use the restroom. But as soon as I get on the road, about an hour in, I'll start feeling it. And I have perfected it, been able to do it. That is gross, Dawson. I don't want to hear it. Well, guess what? You're going to hear it. You're listening to my podcast. And I have perfected peeing in a bottle. I should be in the Guinness World of Records or some kind of, you know, achievement book. Give me the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, give me the Nobel Peace Prize for being able to pee in a bottle. <laughs> I don't even know if that is even if the Nobel Peace Prize could be given to such an achievement like that. Maybe the Nobel Peace Prize is not even worth it. But the Guinness may be, though. The most, the most uh, perfect peeing in a bottle goes to Dawson Eichelhart. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. But, you know, that's just one of my many achievements in life that I just get to, you know, tack up there and just keep a hold of being able to do that. So anybody that needs training into doing that, just know that you can ask me and uh, I'll be more than glad to help you to perfect that art. 
of doing so on on long traveling trips. <laughs> Just being able to do that. But no, um, I was uh, I was playing uh on a a, a card game. Uh, like yeah, we were playing. I was playing cards with my friends, and we opened this pack of cards, and they put the box on the table, and I noticed that there's this warning label on the bottom of it. And I thought it was gonna be like a choking hazard. Like I thought it was gonna be something stupid. Like any kid that's gonna be walking around, of course, you're gonna put that in their mouth and choking. No, it was a warning label and said these. This is warning: uh, cancer causing and reproductive harm on the bottom of playing cards. And I brought that to their attention. They're like, "Really? <laughs> these playing cards are cancer causing and reproductive harm." Why are they even allowing to sell them? Why are we even playing with them? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, I had to, of course, I had to look more into it because I was like, does this, are they really allowing to, like, sell this product even though it causes cancer and reproductive harm? So I looked in more into it. And, uh, turns out, um, it is a Proposition 65 warning. It, it's like a, a law in California. Where basically, what I have read into is they basically slap labels on anything that has like these 900 different chemicals. So if one product has any of these 900 different chemicals, they just slap a uh, warning label of causing cancer and reproductive harm on there. Just because it would be easier than it would be for them to go into full-depth research to actually see if the product actually does cause cancer reproductive harm. It's, it's stupid. So most products now, or a lot of products now, if you look at the bottom, they do have that label, or a lot of them do, that come out of California. They just slap that label on there. It, it's stupid. Um, and... It, it, and most of these products have not been proven to cause cancer. They just slap this warning label on there because it has one of these 900 chemicals. And it's stupid. I've never heard of anything so dumb in my life. And they'll slap it on playing cards. They'll slap it on... Uh, I've seen it slapped on uh, forks and spoons. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, that's stupid. Like, And people could sue. People. I mean, I think people could sue. I mean, of course, I would... I mean, I don't know if they could. I don't know. If they're buying something with that warning label, could they sue? I don't know. But, I mean, that's always an interesting thing to, you know, know. Could you sue if that chemical, if one of those, I mean, I don't know. It's it's dumb. It's a dumb law. Uh, but, no. And how is that? I don't know. And I wonder what other products have this. And I mean, I've looked at it on forks and spoons and those playing cards, but I don't know of any other products that have this. I know some people on the internet say they found it on t-shirts. And you're like, so everything causes cancer, right? <laughs> Obviously, everything causes cancer. Thank you, California. Thank you to Prop 65. Everything causes cancer. Well, <laughs> whatever. It's kind of like that banana thing. You know, if you eat 10 million bananas in one setting, it will give you enough radiation to kill you. It's kind of like that. So, I mean, they might as well slap a Prop 65 warning label on bananas now. Because if you eat 10 million of them in one setting, it will completely toast you. 
So why why wouldn't you just slap a warning on the bananas now? It's just, it is absolutely dumb. What? So, I mean, I guess we can't play with those cards anymore because, I mean, I may get cancer now. Thank, thank you, uh, California, for slapping that label on there and warning me of the risk of playing one too many goldfish games could lead me to be a bedridden in a hospital uh, because I just got cancer. What happened, Dawson? How'd you get cancer? I was playing goldfish with my friends and I just, you know, I played too many games. And I got cancer from it. So you got cancer for playing goldfish, yes. But not my smoking habit. <laughs> oh my god. No. I, I don't smoke. That was a joke. I don't smoke cigarettes. I listen. I listened to my parents. As they were smoking, they told me not to smoke. And I was like, you know what? I love the irony of this conversation. I am not going to smoke. Because thank you for telling me as you're smoking <laughs> because that's what that's what happens with most parents um let's see here what else can i learn about prop 65 does it affect me um uh what products dude everything's affected by prop 65 they can slap this i guess next time go look at Walmart and go look at all your toy sections and see if they cause cancer. Because your next next time your kid puts a domino or puts something in his mouth, more than likely it has a Prop 65 warning label on it and your kid is going to be at risk for cancer and you're going to need to go get him checked out immediately because he played with a G.I. Joe action figure that was made out of one of the 900 chemicals and he has like a one in a billion chance of getting cancer now. Thanks, Prop 65. God, no wonder everybody's moving out of your stupid state of California. California. Everybody loves California, not anymore. Um, should I ignore? This is why I love Reddit, because I go on Reddit and everybody clears my issues and my problems. Like, I just, anytime I have a question, Thank you to the people at Reddit, and they just, you know, immediately are like, there's that one guy that has, like, the scientific stats and the statistics behind it, and there's that other guy that's like, no, this is completely stupid, and blah, 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 <laughs> and completely opinionated with no facts behind it, and then there's this guy that comes right in, he has a whole, you know, two-page article on the subject, and you're like, wow, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh. <laughs> okay, so so it is dangerous. Um. Huh. Wow. If it smells funny, return it. Thank you, Reddit user. If it smells funny, return it. Well, should I return my uh uh cards against you humanity? Um packaging because i don't know why those smell awful but they smell like fish every every one of them i think it's like a gag or whatever but they smell absolutely disgusting like every one of those cards every package you open you just don't smell it they it's absolutely disgusting you think it's something wrong with the cards but no it's some gag that they have i don't know if they have some guy at the factory just pissing on all the cards 
but or doing something. <laughs> just there's this one guy just like spraying awful smell on the cards. Just be like, haha, it's a gag. Have fun playing. Just dumb. But no, I prop 65. That's something that you can also write down. So next time that you're out shopping, look look uh, behind the packaging and see if it has a prop 65 label. If it ha if it says warning can cause cancer and reproductive harm, more than likely some idiot in California thought that it can cause cancer. So GI Joe action figures, any toys, um, remote controls, probably this coffee that I'm drinking right now is just riddled with cancerous chemicals. And you know what? It actually does, cancer does not sound bad right now. Just, oh, let the, let the cancer settle in. Mmm, 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 Hodgkin's lymphoma. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's a cancer. I don't know if it's just a disease or, if it, I think Hodgkin's lymphoma is a cancer, but I love the names. I love the different types of cancer names. That that's always like you know what? Let's look that up real quick. Different cancer names. Cancer names. Oh, oh my bad. Types. You you can't. That that's the incorrect term, Dawson. You can't say names. There's not names. There's types. Um. A to Z. Who's the who's the creator of the names of these? Uh it's there are so many. But we'll just we'll I'll find the ones that actually like sound really like I I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce these properly, but they will definitely be able to like they'll be interesting. Uh esoph esophageal cancer. Okay, that makes sense. But here's the thing. Head and neck cancer is described as esthenoblastoma. You know what? I need, a, I need a smart dude or a smart person right next to me that has won many spelling bees that could pronounce half of these. Because if a doctor came in and diagnosed me with one of these cancers, I would look at him and be like, okay, what does that mean? And then he's going to like, he'll say one of these long names and then be like, okay, it's head and neck cancer. And you're like, okay, thank you for telling me that finally. I don't know why you had to, you know, say this hairy cell leukemia. Okay, that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> I wonder what hairy cell leukemia is. Is it cells that are, I guess cells that are hairy. Um, I don't know. I'm tired of reading these. Because I won't be able to pronounce half of them, and y'all are going to all be lost. And y'all are just going to be wondering, like, what are you doing, Dawson? I'm like, look, I'm trying to learn as I'm doing a podcast. I'm trying to learn how to say the different types of cancers. Actually, next podcast, I'm going to learn. Uh, I'm going to say a cancer, say a random cancer that I've never heard of before, and I will tell y'all what it's about. Maybe. I don't know. I just, just... I've been like, and just the world's longest type of cancer. Actually, world's longest cancer name. Oh, man. Can this hurry up? Am I going to have to turn off the Wi-Fi? Yeah, the Wi-Fi's been acting kind of buggy. I cannot believe, yep, I'm going to have to turn it off. Yeah, I can't do it. 
Can't do it. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to take a little. We're gonna have to take a little uh, technical difficulty. You know what? That's fine. I'll look up the world's longest cancer name later. It doesn't. It doesn't matter right now. It's not for this. We're we're gonna move along to the fun fact. The fun fact. Did you know that bees? They're they're making bees learn how to detect bombs. I don't know how they're doing it, but I guess they're you know putting chemicals in the bees' antennas and just like wiggling around there, and the bees go in and they infiltrate where their bombs are. First thing that I thought of is just imagine just them being in the military and they just release a bunch of bees with like tiny military uniforms on and they just flood in and they just buzz right on in and find all the bombs. That would be amazing if that was the United States tactic was to be able to infiltrate and find bombs, the bees, to be able to find the bombs. Like, I don't know. I I need to learn more about this, of course. Uh, bees trained as bomb sniffers, uh, or or maybe that'd be interesting. Like you know how cops have like drug sniffing dogs. Well, why well, if they suspect that a car has a bomb in it? Would they release like, you know, dozens and dozens of bees <laughs> just surround the truck? Oh, well, our bees have detected a bomb. What do the bees do? Come back? Do they come back and let them know, or? Do they just stay in one position? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Or do, do they make it go off? Do they just make the truck blow up and be like, yep, the bees have found the bomb. I don't know. Scientists train bees. What can bees detect? Oh, wow, they can detect 60 different odors. Uh, methane, uh, oh, they can detect methamphetamine, uranium. Uh, ooh, what? Tuberculosis. Wow, bees would have been very helpful back in the Western times with all those people getting tuberculosis. If they just had a bee doctor to go to, the bee would have detected the early signs of it and maybe, you know, maybe just get rid of it. I don't know who knows. They just needed bees. Um, uh, intelligence. No, odor detection. Uh, C4, gunpowder, uh, uranium. Oh, I already said uranium. Uh, oh, they have been used to detect lung and skin cancer, diabetes, and to confirm pregnancy. <laughs> wow, bees can tell if someone is pregnant. Like, wow, that is, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, who needs doctors anymore? They just need a doctor to come in with, like, one of those bee suits on and be like, doctor, I don't know if I'm pregnant or not. Be like, well, we can, we can uh, have Dr. Dr. Beesness come here. Doc, come on, Dr. Beesness. And then he'll come in and he'll just like lay on the stomach. And then all of a sudden he'll just like, you know, hop around a little bit. And then next thing you know, the doctor will be like, oh, well, it seems like you're pregnant. The bee, the bee did a little dance on your stomach. That means you're pregnant. Mm, yeah. Congratulations. Uh... Oh, which contain? Wow. Hmm. That that is crazy. So, um, oh, they have been oh also oh they've also trained wasps. Wow. I thought wasps and bees were completely useless. Well, not bees, because bees make honey and it's completely delicious, and I love. 
honey. So that's good from bees. Wasp, on the other hand, I've always thought they're jerks. I've never liked a wasp. I've gotten stung many times by wasps for no reason at all. So I am I am not down to learn anything about wasp. But here's the thing though. Um now that I know that wasp and bees are gonna be tra- in training to <laughs> find skin cancers, uh, different other types of cancers, if you're pregnant or not, odors, C4. I mean, insects are gonna be the next like doctors and just, you know, they're just going to be on the force. We're not even going to need humans anymore. You know what? Forget robots. We're going to have insects fight for our country. <laughs> We're just going to have insects just infiltrate big doctors. Next thing you know, they're going to make the next best food. Who knows? We won't even need any of those people anymore. Chefs or any of that. Bees could be the next best chef. Who knows? But no, that's very interesting. Wow. I did not know that insects can actually have a lot more to do than them just to than just flying around and making people irritated. So, next time you see a bee or a wasp, instead of swatting them, say thank you. Because who knows, that bee or that wasp that's in your house may be detecting a gas leak. Someone in your house may have cancer. I mean, who knows? So, thank the bees and thank the wasp. Now, news article time. Yeah, news article. This is a uh, article of news that I find that typically has not been already said on other news placements because other things are so much more interesting in the, that the news has to describe, like terror or you know, whatever. No, I take the news that is not talked about on TV and I display it here for people to know. Yes, I do the heavy lifting for y'all. For y'all. I go and deep search on articles and find other news. So here we go. The news article that I have today for y'all is, for you guys, is bank customer washes money out of virus concerns and loses big. Wow. Uh, I didn't think anybody could be so stupid, but uh, in South Korea, okay, I think these, North Korea had the sex dolls in the stands, and then South Korea had people wash their money because they wanted to clean it of the virus. So that's awesome. So they, so one person decided to take, uh, wow, almost twenty thousand dollars. So they took like twenty thousand. They took nineteen thousand three hundred twenty. We'll just round it to twenty because it makes it more interesting. So twenty thousand dollars. They took it and. Because they wanted to make it virus-free, they took $20,000 and put it in a washing machine. I, I wonder what cycle they put it on. Did they put it on the lighter cycle, or did they put it on heavy-duty wash? Well, um, mm, either way, uh, they probably put it on the they probably put it on the light cycle, but they probably ran it for the long t- longest time. Eh, well, they lost a lot of money. They don't know how much money they technically lost, but they could only, because they tried to take it to the bank, and they tried to cash that money in that they washed, and most of it got ruined. So they only gave the person new money back that the money was not already ruined. So they lost over, they lost like probably over half their money. So they are pro- they they invested twenty thousand dollars in the washing machine to cure the virus. 
and apparently most of the most of those bills had so much of the virus on it that they only got five grand back probably <laughs> that is stupid and if you think that is stupid there's another person that decided to take five thousand dollars put it in a microwave because they thought that could get kill the virus off their bills so my money is very you know it has a lot of diseases on it so therefore i'm gonna go ahead and shove it in a microwave put it on popcorn and see where that baby goes well they took it out and their money was burnt of course uh a lot of it was so they couldn't save hardly any of it i don't know how much they were able to save but uh basically um at the end of this article it uh, lets us know make sure not to wash your money and make sure not to microwave your money because uh it is it's stupid and just flat out ignorant <laughs> so thank you for letting me know because i was about to wash my money or put it in the microwave because i was so worried that the virus was going to be on it and i was just going to blow half my money on just burning it i mean i don't care if you are if anybody's out there and afraid that they have virus contaminated money i will take and you know what i'm gonna take a, i'm gonna make a virus contaminated money washing business that's what i'm gonna do that's gonna be my new big scam and then people give sends me their money to be washed and processed and then i give them back nothing <laughs> or no, I'll give them back a little bit of their money, but I'll charge them interest. Oh, that would be good. That'd be a good scheme. They give me like ten thousand dollars to wash, or you know, get the virus off of. And then what I'll do is I'll charge them, and I'll be like, okay, well, if I'm washing ten thousand dollars worth of bills, then I am gonna charge them a certain amount of interest, where I at least get a thousand of it. And they'll be like, oh, we'll risk a thousand. Oh, you can have a thousand as long as you wash my the other nine perfection and then you know what i'll do a little crappy little thing i'll just put a black light over it you know probably rub some germex on each of the bills and then i'll hand it back but i got an easy one thousand dollars so if you need uh any you know clean <laughs> if you need uh to wash your bills because you're afraid of the coronavirus being on it send it to me the last Heart podcast bill washing business and i will disinfect all your bills just for a small interest price uh, and i got my own independent business going already so uh promote it and we got it going <laughs> but no uh thank you everybody for listening to the podcast today episode 15 thank you for making it uh my in the description is gonna be all my social media so go follow me on the social media links also in the uh, description of this podcast is going to be my email send me any questions send me any facts send me funny videos that you find I don't care send me something through email it will be on in the description as well uh, thank you everybody for listening to the episode 15 of the last I Go Heart podcast and I will be seeing y'all next Tuesday the last I go hard podcast. You are listening to the last I go hard podcast.